Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I am your hostess, Mistress Mia, with my lovely, sexy co-host, Master John, Lord Balor, Johnny Pretty Hot boy, Cakes. Johnny Hot Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to throw the pretty boy part well, you, in there, you, too. You said it before, so we've we got to use it now. All right. I, I don't like it, but we're stuck with it. You like it. You like it. You can be a little pretty. You said I was beautiful, so... <laughs> Slap some lipstick on a pig. Oh. <laughs> hey, no one's calling you a pig. There's only one Not today. pig. You did try to make me wear that mask, though. <laughs> it was a dog mask. It was a dog mask. And, and viewers can see that in one of our podcast episodes. Oh, God. With you cute... Yeah, you had your cute little puppy dog mask Real on. Real at cute. the end of one of our videos. That was, it was cute. Not I, to mention the ladies look sexy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The video episodes, make sure you stay to the end and check out the pictures that we're posting on the end of those things. <laughs> because she is making me look like a damn fool. You and like it. She, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to confirm or deny, but I did it. You told me to do it and I did it. So We're going to talk about that a little bit later. You think so? And we are, because... We're looking at this list today, again, Ooh. and I looked at the list, and yeah, that's going to come up later. Interesting. Hmm. Well, guys, you know, it's almost midnight, and John and I have had a very, very long day, but we needed to come to the mic and talk some kink. We need to right. talk We've some... we getting ready for this party. Yes. We're stressed out, and all we need to do yes. is just talk about some kinky shit. That's to it. To feel better, because that's what we do. That's it. You know, we've got 200 plus people coming. We have people from South Florida, Central Florida, Chicago, New York, coming to our party. Yeah. We're fucking uh, ready. New England area too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. New England. Oh, Texas. Yes. I mean, these people are Louisiana. fucking ready. Louisiana. from Louisiana's coming. Oh, yeah. Mississippi. It's a real shindig is what... <laughs> You know, when you say shindig, I'm going to break out the banjo. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were going to hit me in the, you came me in the shin. I'm like, no, I'll shut up. You know, before we get to the list, I, I get a lot of emails each day. And, you know, sometimes they're like, really just like pop. You know, it's like, wow. Right. Such a great thing. You know, and I get nice compliments all the time and I, I love the fan that I love the fans, not the fantasy. <laughs> the fantasy too. We like the fantasy. <laughs> but I love the fans and how they write us and I love the emails. But today I got one and I immediately responded because they wrote me on Fet Life. I always see the Fet Life, you know, emails quicker. Um, but he said, I just found your podcast on Spotify. And you are amazing. You and it are amazing. I love it. Oh, I'm, I'm it now? <laughs> <laughs> Just an object. Cousin <laughs> it. Okay, okay. I think it meant the podcast and show itself. <laughs> I had to throw myself in there. I was feeling left out. I was getting a little jelly. You're not going to be jelly because he does say, <laughs> he does say something about you and, okay. and honey. It's, so it's, it's fine. It's fine. Slow your jelly roll. You're I'm ready? I'm not jealous. Okay. <laughs> 
Anyway, and he says, um, I love it, and now I'm addicted. And if I'm ever in Florida, I'm certainly going to look up you and your delightful friends. Thanks for being you. You know what I love best about how you, about that email? When you What's said that? addicted, you just really <laughs> made sure you said dick. Yeah. Really well. You know, I you love saying dick. Addicted. Yeah, addicted. <laughs> love cocked it. Yeah, you always like having dick coming out of your mouth. It's great. It's great. <laughs> you know, we're not drinking at this podcast, but at this point, I feel kind of drunk because I'm tired. I'm like sleeping well. And I know you're fucking tired and you're not sleeping well. So. I need to beat somebody's ass. That's what needs to happen. I well. Need to let off some of the steam. You got to let. <laughs> some of the steam and a whole lot more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the parties. <laughs> but you've got a lot of women that you're going to be servicing at this event. Yeah. Oh, your life is so hard. You know, this podcast has ruined me. It's just made me popular and famous. <laughs> And women throwing themselves at me, and I don't know what to do. You know what I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going to say, bring it. I bet you are. I'm going to enjoy every fucking moment of it. You better. I appreciate it. Thank you. You are so welcome. Ladies, (laughs) gentlemen, you know, we were sitting and doing a little interview, which you'll see at some point in time, because we're going to have to redo it. Yeah. You know, but, but there was a chemistry... Right? Yeah. There was a chemistry between you and Lady Red, and she's going to be at the party. It got a little flirty. It got a whole lot of flirty. And she, you suggested some things, and she didn't say no. She, she said yes. She chomped on that like white on rice. Like, she grabbed it with her teeth like she was an alligator chasing chicken. She wasn't chicken. the only one. Kate popped in there, too. Kate popped in there, and she did a first, like, visual. Like, she was on <laughs> a video podcast. She was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm sitting by John. I'm sitting by Lady Red. Y'all missed it. You know, we were outside, and we tried it, and it didn't work. But we got a good podcast out of it. We got a good podcast, so, exactly. okay, you still haven't been seen. You're still... You have to do it again, Kay. That's yeah. That's the way it is. She's going to be doing it again. Yeah. And you're going to be seeing some hot, dirty pictures of her, too. Oh, yeah. We I did mean, another photo shoot. So if you guys saw the photo shoot last time, we did another one. And, you know, we're talking about doing more of those, right? A lot more photo shoots. and. I don't see why not. Yeah. We have to. We I have don't to keep see posting pictures. Hey, I don't see why not. Let's do it. So... <laughs> Tonight, you want to tell everyone what we're doing? So, we've talked about Fifty Shades of Grey in the past, and we've talked about how it's a good intro to a lot of people, and it's a good way to get, introduce a lot of people to the world of BDSM. Sure. But there's a lot of people that are coming in and don't understand what BDSM is. And the truth is, Fifty Shades of Grey, yes, it's a good intro, but it's not really accurate. So the, we found this list that talks about that a little bit. It's on BuzzFeed, 25 facts about BDSM that you won't learn on Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, not to correct you by any means, because you're my bestie. <laughs> you better. <laughs> if I'm wrong, tell me. No, I, I just don't want people to be offended when we say it's not quite accurate. But, you know, we see always this it's, fantasy yeah. and allure in a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie, yeah. They did the best they could. They did. They did. And it brought things to light. 
But there was that one scene, and I've brought this up before. There was that one scene where Christian Grey puts the spreader bar on her legs, yeah. and he kind of like flips her. And all I could think about was, there is no way in hell you could do that to somebody. Right. <laughs> I mean, unless you, you weighed you're fifty both pounds. Both be in the hospital. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? That was choreographed with stunt people. <laughs> Don't. Don't twist your partner in half and break them. No, no. But you're right. Break you them know, other ways. It was a movie. It was fun. It was fun. Yes. So maybe somebody does have a life like that. Maybe there is a couple like that. I don't know. Is there some wealthy man out there ready to sweep this <laughs> woman off her feet? Sign I'm ready to sweep contract? some people off their feet. <laughs> I don't know if I have a helicopter sitting in my backyard or not. <laughs> <laughs> For you, your propeller is your tongue, and you're going to be I pussy and have ass. a couple propellers. <laughs> okay. I have enough advertisement without you telling them the secret. Like, everybody's <laughs> down to the traffic cone. Now you tell them the real deal. It's my tongue. Well, you know. You need to stop. You know. You're going to give me more. You're going to write more checks than I can cash. Hey, they, they need to line up for you. They because, do. you know, any guy that's willing to go down on a chick that they first met at a party, uh, hey, that's a win-win to me. (laughs) (laughs) When did that happen? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, some guys... I'm not going to say no. It depends. (laughs) As a a woman's point of view... Okay, at the last party I did. I stuck my face down there and let her squirt right in my face. Yes! So, yeah, you're right. Exactly! Exactly! You're welcome. You know who you are. Exactly! (laughs) And you know... Turns out I'm her daddy now. Daddy. She Um, liked it. I bet she did. But, you know, (laughs) from a woman's point of view, a lot of times when you're at, like, you know, you meet a guy for the first time, oral is usually not one big thing that they do. You know, a lot of men just don't do that necessarily. But they expect a woman to do that. But they do because they think, oh, it's exterior skin. You know, they don't think... Hey, this woman's been walking around and it's kind of hot and musty in the panties, and maybe we're going to a summer party. I don't know if I really want to go down on her. I, ne- <laughs> I have never thought that. <laughs> I thought, I like getting my dick sucked. I hope she does. Let and me- you know what? If she does, I'm going to I'm going to encourage her to do that by going down on her too. Because hey. you know what? I like to eat pussy. I know you're awesome like that. But I like I'm to eat this too, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of men, and a lot of men have said to me, well, "I don't necessarily go down to girl, you know, go down on a girl the first time I meet her." And I'm like, "Well, you know, my thing is, you gotta lick it before you stick it." So listen, foreplay is a thing. That's what BDSM is. Exactly. It's foreplay. Exactly. And the better you do it, the better sex you're gonna have. Bingo. So if you lick that pussy right, you're gonna get some good sex. I'm telling you. You show is. You do them right, they'll ride you right. <laughs> <laughs> they'll fuck you back. That's what I want. I want somebody's gonna fuck me back. I bet you want that, don't I you? Do You're gonna get it from about three, maybe five women. I know for for a fact at the party. I don't know about all that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm counting them. Number one. Number one. What does BDSM actually stand for? Ooh. So a lot of people think of BDSM as sadomasochism, which is part of it. Yeah. Right? But 
it, the letters kind of overlap each other. So the first two letters are bondage and discipline, B and D. But then you have dominance and submission, the D and S. So the D becomes two different things, right? Sure. So the D is discipline and dominance. Sure. And then the S is submission from the first one, and but also it's sadism and masochism. Absolutely. So all those letters mean different things. And the reason they do that, and it explains it here, is because there's a whole spectrum of things that we do. It's not just we're hitting people with whips and they're taking whatever we give them. That's not what this is about at all. So you've been doing this for a lot longer than I have. It's your podcast. You're, you have the expertise. What What is BDSM to you? You know, I think BDSM is whatever you want it to be in your fantasy world. You know? I mean, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily participate in bondage. You know, sometimes that's a hard limit for people. Right. You know? But, but they still like to be kinky. <clears throat> but they still like to be kinky. So I think... Ultimately, it is what it is. It is what you like, you know? And there's nothing that anyone can say, you know, that's going to make it wrong, you know? I mean, unless you're, you know, harming someone or harming yourself in a negative way, obviously. But, you know, I, I'm just always about, you know, exactly as the, um, as the acronym would appear, BDSM, you know? Bondage domination is to me because I'm a dominant. Right. You know, but I also like disciplining a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be a little tongue-tied because, like I said, we're really pushing it right here. (laughs) I'm a little tired, but so bear with me. Yes. For me, BDSM is pretty much anything you want it to be. It's a role-playing fantasy. You know, some people are more into it and they... And they delve into it a little bit deeper and they make it a bigger part of their lives. Yes. Um... The dominant submission is is more than just a scene. It's something that they do in their actual life. Absolutely. But it's it's all based on what you what you like and what you want. You know, Very true. not everybody likes pain, but some people do. Very much so. Not everybody likes. We talked about a lot of adult babies. Not a lot. Not everybody likes that, but some no, people do, and that absolutely. doesn't have anything to do with whips. No, it doesn't. But it's still BDSM or sadism, for that matter. You right. know, right? And I'm not a sadist. You know, that's not I my don't thing. know who you're lying to. <laughs> we have all heard the podcast. No. <laughs> people eat your shit <laughs> because they want it. <laughs> Do I want to necessarily do it? Okay. No. So you don't get off on that. But you do. I you think it's just... complimentary. <laughs> I think it's very. <laughs> I think it's complimentary. Right. Yes. But it doesn't turn you on. You're like, not like. No, I just. If you don't need my, my shit, wet. we're not going to have. We're, not, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make my panties wet okay. if I'm wearing any. But I will say that it's very flattering. Yes. You know, it's like. John, if you can imagine, listeners, if you can imagine, <laughs> someone saying to you, you know, I can't find a Dom that will let me eat their shit. So I have this one guy, for example, who wants to drive 300 miles to come to look at my shit, see it on display, take pictures of it, and then consume it. If someone did that for you... I would probably shit on the plate. Right? Exactly. I wouldn't watch him eat it. 
But I wouldn't give it to him. I let him sit outside <laughs> and and <laughs> revel in it. <laughs> it's great. You know? It's great. Uh, I want to say I'm not a sadist, but part of me is. I do enjoy <laughs> swinging a flogger at someone. Yeah. You know what I really like. What's that? You know. I like I like to get the crops and the whips, like and I so like much. to slap that pussy. Oh, I know you like. And I that. like to make them jump, and they love it. And I, I, I don't know. There's something about it. Ooh, I got <laughs> you know I got chills because yeah. at the thought of somebody hitting my pussy, I would be like, oh fuck no. No, but you like to torture dudes. Oh yeah, talk about torture. You like it as long as they like it. Right. Yeah. As I'm not doing it like somebody it. for my pleasure and they don't like it. No, that's that, not fun. I don't get anything out of actually harming somebody. Maiming. No. Somebody. No. But if they enjoy it and they want it and it's absolutely. making them come, you know, I've made a couple of girls squirt that way. Yeah, absolutely. So I, yeah, if you're going to squirt because what I'm doing, I'm enjoying that. Right. I'm going to put my face in it. Yeah. Just like we said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes. BDSM, it's everything. <laughs> okay All number right. two number two it doesn't always involve sex but it can right so we yeah. have people that come to the dungeon and we do things and we're not having sex with them no we're just doing scenes we're changing their diapers sure them how pathetic they are hitting them with a whip you know whatever they want to fulfill their fantasy and what what they're looking for but we're not having sex with them no so it doesn't have to but when I take someone into the dungeon personally sure yeah we're having a lot of fun in there right yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're not paying me to come see me this hey I've got this dungeon at my friend's house you want to (laughs) come we're gonna do this anyway we might as well have fun doing it so yeah so we can yes Absolutely. You, you know, and I told this story before, but I've said when I've had my friend watch my house, he was telling women who'd never met, do you want to come to my dungeon to play? I'm mm. house sitting. Don't tell women that. <laughs> a lot of people and it, <laughs> a lot of people have never really been to a dungeon. I call it like Fifty Shades of Grey, call it the red room. Would you like to come to my red room? You know? My playroom. Your playroom. I have lots of toys. There you go. I had a girl on, <laughs> on, I had a girl on uh, Tinder one time. She saw my pictures and everything. We were talking. And she asked me about one of my pictures, one of my dungeon pictures. Uh-huh. That we should... If you see it on FetLife, you'll see it. But we should probably post it on one of the end of the podcast. That we sure. can see what we're talking about. Anyway, it's very ominous. I'm holding fire in my palm. It, it's a little intense. It is. And she's like, well, I just wanted to know that you weren't going to take me to your basement. you got some kind of dungeon down there. You're going to do things to me. I was like, well, maybe I will. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't get a lot of likes on Tinder. Maybe I should take that picture off. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but the ones I do, my, the friends I meet through your parties and... and through the things that we do. Those so, are the girls I want to meet anyway. I have a lot more fun with those girls. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I'm sure you They're do. They're looking for me. Here so, I am, ladies. 
So just in case the listeners did not hear this, this is an an actual article on BuzzFeed.com. Right. Okay. And so it's actually called 25 Facts About BDSM That You Won't Learn in Fifty Shades of Grey. So we're on number two about it doesn't necessarily involve sex. But, you know, when you're doing it, like you said, personally, you want to get your nut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But I'm doing different things. Oh, yeah. Well, you know that because I live it, too. I live it 24-7 with my significant other. Right. And my thing that is when we do scenes with it just being for him, I don't get, you know, I mean, I get excited, yes, but I don't go in there to get myself off. No, you're doing it for him. I'm doing it for him. And because I'm, I feel the same way as a dog. Yeah. You do that for them, and that does something for you as well. Absolutely. Maybe it doesn't, like you said, get your panties wet. Yeah. But it does for them, and that makes you excited, and that gets, yeah. Exactly. It's like, woo, I accomplished that for him. That's right. great. Then that makes you, that gets you in the mood. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. I, I feel the same way. Good. I, a lot of things I do, I do because they ask. Exactly. And turns out I enjoy doing them. <laughs> so, it's a win-win. <laughs> I, I do like to pop girls' cooters. <laughs> <laughs> Just say pussy. I don't want I to like pop to that pussy. <laughs> nasty snatch. I like to slap it with my hand. Slap it. You know what the best part is? What? Kissing it better. Kissing the beaver? Kissing it better. Oh, okay. Anytime I hurt a girl, I always have to kiss it better. That's why I like the nipple clamps, because I can kiss those titties better. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. I like a titty in my mouth. Speaking of which. <laughs> I like anything in my mouth. You Damn do. It. You're very We oral. did a podcast about that, didn't we? Yes, we did, didn't yeah, we? I have an oral fetish. You do. Uh, speaking of, have you ever used a pump on a clit? I tried... I think we tried last week, but it didn't stick on there very well. Was the it the breast, cups? The little breast cup, the little one we stuck it on there. Yeah, it didn't work well. Okay, well, it I, did, but it didn't do anything. I've got a toy that we're gonna have to hook up. We have to order a specific part for it, but you're gonna love it because I have an attachment and it goes on the pussy, and you're gonna be like watching it pump up. Oh my goodness, you're gonna love it with your girlfriends. Oh, oh god. <laughs> My baby girl, she likes those things. She's going to be here tomorrow. Woohoo! All right. Okay, number three. <laughs> Bring it up, John. Hit it up. There is nothing inherently wrong or damaged with people who are into it. Mm. Accurate. There's nothing wrong with us. There's Not nothing wrong with you. If you like something and you admit it, good for you. Because a lot of people spend their whole life and won't even admit what they want and what they fantasize about. And they never get to fulfill them. Absolutely. Because they're afraid to admit to themselves. Absolutely. And they're afraid what other people will think. There's nothing wrong with you. We talk about this all the time, right? Absolutely. You're not the only person in the world that wants to be submissive. Or you're not the only person in the world that wants to be dominant. There's thousands of people that have the same fantasies. Millions. We talk about them all the time. You know, some yes. are more common than others. But there, nobody is alone. People like to pretend to be puppies. People like to pretend to be kittens. They like to pretend to be babies. It's not one or two. We know hundreds of people just in our community that do this. Absolutely. So it's not uncommon at all. There's nothing wrong with you. Just like there's nothing wrong with you if you choose to a particular political party or a particular religion or anything else. 
this is just what you've chosen to do and how you've chosen to express yourself. So I'm, I'm glad they put that in there. Absolutely. So number four, know that you can always say no. And it says a lot of people start thinking out that it's all or nothing, especially if you've only been with one partner. And that's, you know, seriously not the case. I mean, you can always say no. I know when I start, you know, playing with a, a new person that I've never played with before, I'll tell them, look, there's no safe word. I just want you to tell me if you like it or if you don't like it, you know, just use your mouth. Use some communication, you know. Right. We're not doing consensual non-consent the first time. Absolutely not. If you say no the first time we're together and we haven't discussed anything else, we're going to stop. Absolutely. If we've, if we've discussed it and said... I want that to be part of it. I want to resist, and I'm going to say no, but that doesn't mean I want you to stop. Then we're going to start talking about safe words. And, you know, again, it brings me back to this point. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. Got to tickle my throat. Um, it goes back to consent. You know, it, it's such a huge thing, and it's a huge thing in the community in general, mm-hmm. and we've talked to numerous people about it. And, you know, it's not going to be any fun if they're not enjoying it. Right. So, to me, to you, to people in this lifestyle, it's important that, you know, you address all of these things at the very beginning. What you like, what you don't like, what your hard limits. And like you always do, you tell them, hey, do the BESM test. Right, the checklist. The checklist. Because they'll say, well, I don't have any limits. And I'm like, yes, you do. You just don't know because you haven't thought about them. Exactly. So here's a list, 22 pages long of things I want you to go through, and you tell me which ones you don't like. And they'll come back 75% of things that they don't ever want to do. So if you're (laughs) mid-scene, if you're mid-scene, and maybe you didn't realize they weren't into something, and they say, oh no, or here's my safe word, you're going to stop. Absolutely. And that's the whole point. Because I'm not enjoying it if my partner's not enjoying it. Right. As a dominant, it's my job to fulfill your fantasy. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not enjoying myself either. Yeah. And I think it's important that they address this because we're not fucking robots. No. You know. And I'm glad that it's right here, big bold. Yes. Consent is a requirement in BDSM. That's it. If they it. have not consented to it, do not do it. Do not do it, period. All right. So, number five, John. Oh, this goes along with one earlier. BDSMers are just as stable as people who prefer vanilla sex. Wow. Wow. I'm stable. Are you? No. <laughs> but it doesn't have anything to do with whether I'm BDSM or not. No. 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 I, on some levels, I think sometimes the friends that I have in this community are, are more stable because they admit it. They've and you don't absolutely. have to carry this secret around with you that's destroying you and, and making you you know anytime you have to have carry a secret or you have to hide something it affects your life and if you're able to be free and open even if it's with just a handful of people I feel like having that outlet that healthy outlet makes you better a more rounded person in the rest of your life I, I told you before I feel like I'm a better father since I moved to Florida and been in this community and found myself because I'm happier with who I am. I love myself. And because of that, I'm able to accept my kids more and different things about that. And I'm 
able to be a more genuine father because I've been able to be more general, a genuine person in general. Yeah. <clears throat> so. You know, um, <laughs> it's very interesting. It says this 2008 study in the journal Sexual Medicine found that people who had engaged in BDSM in the past year were no more likely to have been coerced into sexual activity and were no more likely to be unhappy or anxious than those who didn't do BDSM. And like you said, that just really solidified what you just said. We're normal. We're normal. Holy shit. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We're the normal ones. <laughs> Congratulations, everyone listening. You're fucking normal. <laughs> All right. That's what we've been trying to tell them this whole time. Crazy. Right. <laughs> so number six, Fifty Shades of Grey is considered very cringeworthy in the BDSM community. Yeah. It says if you ever find yourself at a BDSM meetup or dungeon, don't mention any shade of gray. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> they do not want. They'll look at you and kick you out. <laughs> like Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, you need to go because you have no idea what we're doing here. <laughs> but like we said earlier, it was a movie. It was a good introduction. It showed yeah. a couple of things, but it doesn't really reflect what we actually do. No, and you know, I spoke with a lady, and she's a good friend of mine. Um, she's a she's a therapist. She's a swinger, and she says, you know, she said I lived a very vanilla life with my husband, and we were married. We've been married. We've had four children together, so they've been married for twenty years plus. And so, you know, she's in her mid to late fifties, and she told me that they did not branch off into even swinging until after they watch they watch Fifty Shades of Grey and so if it helped them and it did help them she says you know we've never felt more alive you know our marriage is great we have a great communication we have a great marriage they can talk more freely about their fantasies and you know I think that's what Fifty Shades of Grey did with a lot of people right it started the conversation they can watch the movie together and say you know I kind of like that maybe yeah. And start to talk about it where before they didn't have any way, maybe they were feeling that way. Yeah. Didn't have any way to break the ice. Even when you're married, it's hard to have that conversation sometimes. Sometimes it is, you know, and I think when relationships become stagnant, you know, it's it's one of those things that you just kind of get stuck. Yeah. You want to spice it up a little bit. You do. You do. I haven't experienced that with my second marriage. My first marriage, you know, yeah. But I'm sure, and you know, you're three marriages yourself. <laughs> You've yeah. had some of those situations where you really couldn't talk to him about it, right? Oh, no. No. There you go. But, yeah. But now, I, that's, that's my opening conversation. Yeah. Like I said, on Tinder, I don't get a lot of likes on there because they don't understand. But people I meet in the community that are already in the community and I can have those conversations with, you can find people with similar interests and you can find somebody like and that you're compatible with that way. And you know, I think they they say it's more or less cringeworthy when the people do bring it up to BDSMers. It's because the BDSMers that we know, they get fucking extreme with some of their kinks. <laughs> yes, and they other people who are so new to it, they even shy away because they don't It's too intense too. It's quick. too intense, yeah. yeah. So I think B I think 
like everyone says in our community. Yeah, it's not truly realistic. However, Fifty Shades really opened up yes. a lot of doors for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. You know, after you've been in BDSM for several years, you <clears throat> you push those limits that you had when you started. And you get... You, your fantasies change. You've had those experiences. You want to try something new. So you do get deeper and deeper. And it does become more intense. But you know more about what you're doing and you know how to do it safely. And you, you learn a lot about it. Yeah, absolutely. So number seven. It's not all whips and chains all the time or ever if that's not your thing. Entirely true. Correct. Some people do like whips and chains. And you know, we say whips, but sometimes a whip is a flogger. Now read what it says in hyphenated, a oh, hyphenated okay. quote there. Some people go for what's called sensual dominance. Ooh, that's we, what John likes. I do. I do. <laughs> Which is where there might be some toys or play, but no pain involved at all. There you go. But I have also found that pain is a sensation, and I do yeah. like a little bit, and I do like to give a little bit, depending on my partner. You like popping that pussy. I do. <laughs> I do like popping it with a lot of different things. I like coming over there and slapping it with my dick. <laughs> I can make them squirt that way, too. If everyone wants to visual that, just let us know. Just slap, 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 slap. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like one partner agrees to do everything the other person asks BDSM doesn't have to follow any pattern and there's no one model for what a BDSM relationship can be right you know sometimes yeah. just blowing on the back of their neck or yes kissing the small of their back or licking their nipple very true or using ice or a feather or it doesn't have to hurt it just has to be just close your eyes and let yourself feel what's happening. Absolutely. So, yeah. Very much a sensualist. Very much. Yeah. Number eight. Okay. Yeah. BDSM encounters are called scenes. So, since it's always about intercourse, it isn't all about intercourse, excuse me, you wouldn't necessarily say that you've had sex or hooked up with someone after BDSM experience. Therefore, it's called a scene. It's an evolution from time where if you did an S&M scene, you might only do it with a professional for an hour, or you might just see it, as, as, just see it performed as a BDSM club, etc., etc., so on, blah, blah, blah. Now people have much more organic relationships, but they still can call it a scene. Right, so we have clubs here, we have dungeons here, and you can go in and you can watch someone, and it's almost like a performance. It is. Right. Sometimes I've said some of those performances are like watching Circus Olay. You've got fire. <laughs> You've got suspension. Listen, stop telling all my secrets about the party coming up. <laughs> We're going to have like a black light rope. Um, have suspension. Yes. In the living room. In the living room. I was outside tonight lighting myself on fire, not on purpose. I hit myself a couple times. I caught myself Ooh. on fire. Smelled like I probably burnt my clothes some practicing <laughs> for my fire scene like we're doing a lot of things aren't we but we we're having what t-shirt contest people don't think about that but no. you're not participating you're watching it that's a scene yeah it just involves several people absolutely so so fun right scenes are fun all right we like to perform i i told i told the girl that we're going to do the fire scene for i said i'm going to put on a big show 
it's not going to be a lot of fire. You're not going to. It's not going to hurt you. It's mostly going to be me putting on a big show. Sure. Now, afterward, she's going to put on a big show too. She's just not going to be on fire mm. for long. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, this is the one I'm, I'm. I was happy to see this one. But you were. There are dominants, <laughs> submissives, tops, and bottoms. Mm-hmm. So. Being a dominant doesn't mean that you can't bottom. Can I finish that statement by saying, and there's puppies and littles and more. <laughs> yes, there are. But dominant means the person that's in charge and is making the decisions and, and is in control of the scene. The submissive is the one that's taking direction and submitting to the dominant. Top and bottom don't mean that at all. Top means in the scene... The person that is doing the action to the other person, the bottom is the person receiving the action. That they're not synonymous. A lot of times they are. A lot of times the dominant will top and the submissive will be the bottom. But we've talked about this before on the podcast. I'm a dominant. I don't submit. Well, tried it. Didn't work. Don't like it. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) But I'll bottom. I do enjoy bottoming from time to time when we have a new dom come in and they want to train. I'll get up on the cross. I, I like to be flogged a little bit. I like breath play. Doing, we, you could do breath play to yourself. It's very dangerous. We've talked about that. But it's more enjoyable when somebody else is doing it. So as a dominant, I don't have any problem bottoming from time to time. But for you, you're a dominant, but you never bottom. No. You no. And it doesn't know, interest you. You know, it really, it doesn't. You know, I I can be submissive to my husband in that, that moment. Right. But, you know, that's just between him and I. But I really loathe when people tell me, you know, you have to be a submissive or you have to be a bottom at some point so you know what you're doing. And I'm like, motherfucker, I've done this. All my life, since I was 18, I've been wanting to do BDSM. Mm-hmm. And I've never thought of myself in any form or fashion to be a submissive. And so I even had this person who wrote me on FET the other day. And, you know, he was like, oh, but, you know, you really should explore it. And it's like, look, I have hit myself so I know what an <laughs> instrument feels like. Right. I do you that know, all the time. I will hit myself before I hit somebody else with it. That's it. Just to see how hard. That's and, it. Yeah. I don't need to be blindfolded and crawled on the floor, crawling on the floor to know what it feels like. Right. I, I have mean, no interest in doing that That's at it. All. You know. But I do like some aspects. Absolutely. Not the submission, but bottoming. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of brings it into number 10 with this statement that I'm saying when I'm saying hey, I don't have to be on the floor. I don't have to crawl around. I don't have to be blindfolded. I don't have to get on the spank bench and bend it over, bent over to take it in my asshole. I don't have to feel those things <laughs> to be a better dom. No, sometimes we just bend over and take it up our asshole because we like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, it but it brings me to number 10. It can be as simple as it can be technical if you want it or as technical as you want it. Maybe the thought of being tied up excites you or you enjoy spanking or being spanked. But it, you know, again, it can be very simplistic, you know? 
So there's a lot of people that have all these rules. Oh my God, the rules. Yeah, I don't know the rules. You know why rules? I don't have know the protocols. Be, rules have to be created for one reason, because stupid people do exist. <laughs> 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 we're all we're dumb. We're going to comment on that one. No, 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 no. Listen to me. We're all dumb at some point. Oh, I'm dumb as fuck. So we all need rules, yeah. right? Just like we need laws, but to go so technical with so many rules. Right, just because someone yeah. doesn't know your protocol doesn't mean that they're not doing Absolutely. BDSM correctly. Yes. They have their own protocol. They have their own set of rules and their own protocol. They do it their exactly. own way. They, everybody's different. Everybody's yes. on a different spectrum. I will never find one sub that's identical to another sub. Every relationship I have with anybody is always going to be different. Yes. And it's that's just the way it is. Yes. So my protocols with each person that I do a scene with or I play with or have a relationship with, those protocols are going to be different for every single person. There is no set protocol. Sure. There, there are people that like the Guerrerian novels that we talked about mm. and the, the yep. slaves and the and the novels for BDSM and they like to pull from those yeah but just because you'd like to do that it doesn't make your BDSM any better or worse no. than anybody else's no <clears throat> no absolutely not here's one yeah before you go past the very basics do your research <gasps> no what are you sure <laughs> find out what you're doing before you do it no yeah. way I mean, I want to fist somebody without knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> Take that up your asshole all the way up to my elbow. I don't, I'm sure we don't need lube or... <laughs> Just a little spit. <laughs> <laughs> know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. look it up. If it's something interests you, ask questions. Yeah. See how to do it safely. Because you really can't hurt people. You know, we talk about fire play at the party. I was down there practicing, and I told you when I went down there. Yeah. I need to practice because I need to make sure that this new equipment that I just got, I'm comfortable with, and it's not the first time I use it when we play at the party. I need to see if I'm comfortable enough with it to use it at all because I want everybody to be safe. I'm down there with buckets of water, fire extinguishers, all kinds of things to make sure that we're safe. And a lot of times people will see something that we do and say, I want to do that, and they'll go try it, and they won't ever do any research on how to actually do it. Very true. There's a lot that goes behind the scenes. You know, and like I said, and I did say this earlier, we can all be dumb at some point in time <laughs> when we don't really, you know, plan things out. But that's why in BDSM, everything has a risk. Right. Everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, if anybody could get you know, poked with a needle, they can get a staph infection. If anybody can get, you know, cut or burned, I mean, things can be extremely detrimental to the human body. And granted, some might not as heal as quickly, you know. Breath play, extremely dangerous. I mean, there's so many things in BDSM that can go wrong. So like you said, another reason why we want to do YouTube videos we want to do like demos. Yeah, you've been asking me to like do that. some demos. I, I have been. So uh, these okay. are just some I'll thoughts. <laughs> so do your research. And there's plenty of reading material. There's plenty of Tons. things. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. So go um, ahead. Number, number 12. 12. Yeah. It, continuation. 
Seriously, BDSM involves a lot of reading and learning. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't just come in here knowing everything. You know, I'm new to this, but I've done a lot of research. I've read a lot of books. I've done, when I came to you, I had a lot of book knowledge and a lot of, I did the research, but I didn't yeah, have any hands did. on. So I was able to know what I was talking about, but I really, from you, got that, the experience, the years of experience that you've had, and just watching. Go to the public dungeons, watch, yeah. find a mentor. You know, that first night that I met you, and we <laughs> sat there and talked, you were like, oh yeah, I got my bag of toys, and I got this, and I got this, and all I kept thinking was, he's got all this stuff he's never got to use before. Right. And because you were going to these places, and you were seeing these things, but you weren't your big Mac Daddy self like you are now, so now you got your bag of tricks and your hose. Yeah, my, my, my bag is falling apart. Yes. <laughs> the toys are falling out of it because I've used it so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you have. Yeah. Like, and and honestly, need a new bag. honestly, guys, if you see John when we're like doing a scene with somebody, it doesn't even matter. I'm like, John, this guy's not bisexual. Oh, I don't care. I'm just going to come in and I'm going to play too. <laughs> I'm going to tell him how pathetic his little dick is. <laughs> and I'm like, stop it. He's not bisexual, John. And you're like, I don't care. Let me go get my wand. I want to show you this. <laughs> but they like it. <laughs> you're a showman. I am. A, I'm, a, I'm Barnum. P.T. Barnum. That's oh, who I am. There you are. I am the circus. <laughs> I am the three rings. <laughs> I'll put on the whole show. So, back to, uh, involves a lot of reading and learning. It does say that the vast majority of what we call BDSM education is how to maximize ecstasy and minimize risk. Right. Okay. Filling fantasies. Exactly. Yeah. And, and 13, here we go some more. It's yes. important to get your information from a variety of sources. Absolutely. One person doesn't know everything. No. <laughs> and don't ever think you know everything. So, when you can't talk about what's happening, you can't make sense of your experience with like-minded people, that's way more dangerous than the variety of activities you might fantasize about. Hmm. Can you elaborate on that? Well, we all have fantasies, and in our minds, they go great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you just... I wish I could fly, but if I... <laughs> jumped out the window, I would find out really quick that that wasn't a very good idea without doing yeah. some research. Don't first. try that. <laughs> Building some wings or something. Sure. <laughs> Putting a bungee cord on my ass. Sure. Because okay. I'm going to smack right on the ground and it's not going to be pretty. No. That's, my fantasy will not be fulfilled. It's very dangerous. <laughs> so yeah, we have a lot of fantasies and we have a lot of good intentions, but we yeah. don't have a lot of forethought sometimes. Absolutely. How to make it actually happen. Absolutely. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, number 14, John. You're going to make me read all these, huh? Oh. Fuck <laughs> you. I'll read it. Yeah. No, no. I'm reading it now. Red. <laughs> Ostrich. <laughs> Safe words are definitely a thing. Yes, they are. Said it might sound cheesy, but it's a well-established norm in BDSM. And, hey, your safe word could actually be cheesy if you want. 
You do, don't you? Safe safe words are probably one of the most important norms that have spread across across the country, even if people use them in different ways. Mm. What I found out about safe words is keep it simple. Absolutely. Don't use hippopotamus or ostrich or aardvark. Because in the middle of a scene, you're not going to be able to remember it. And if you can, you're not going to be able to verbalize it. Red, yellow, and green. Everybody knows what that means. If you say red, it's easy to remember. It's easy to say. It's one syllable. Scene stops. I'm not going to be able to say hippopotamus in the middle of somebody swinging a whip at me. Yeah, and like you said, a lot of people use the green, yellow, red. You know, right. a lot of people don't want to be taken out of that that whole deep thought when they're you're in a scene and you know maybe they're reaching that point of euphoria. Right. They're in a you know subspace point. You know, um, I had this one sub, and I had played with her for a number of years, and there's a point where she was wanting to use her her safe word quite often, but I knew. And I told her, I, I've never told her before, because I, she's one of those people, <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> even if she used her safe word, <laughs> I would still continue because that's what she wanted me to do. It was right. kind of like one of our little things. That's what would happen. But that's the only person I've ever done that with. Right. But anyone But you had a relationship with her. That's you it. You understood. And you could yeah. read her body and her... That's it. Yes. Exactly. But any other time I would tell anyone, if, you, if a person has to say red, all needs to stop. That's it. You know? And if, and if you're checking in, red, yellow, and green are uneasy. It doesn't take you out of that mindset. You don't exactly. have to think about it. Yeah. How you doing? Green. Perfect. Yes. How you doing? Yellow. Slow down. Period. Slow down. I, yeah. I don't want to stop, but I don't like what you're doing right now. Yeah. And then red is, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. That's it. I'm, and you don't have to think about it. Exactly. <clears throat> so, number 16. There's also probably ways more talking involved than there is most vanilla sex. Absolutely. I mean, the last The last, last scene I did in the dungeon, we talked for six weeks before we went in the dungeon. Yeah, you sure did. We didn't just meet in the bar and go home and hope for the best. <laughs> In the dark, trying to find your holes. Right. That's how people get disappointed. <laughs> we talked for six weeks. Yeah. And we knew exactly what, what we wanted, and we we went in there with a plan, and we had a great time. Yeah. She did a podcast, and she said that was the most erotic experience of her life. Whoa. But it was because we made it into that. It wasn't. It didn't happen on accident. Yeah. And you got pictures to prove it. Yeah, and you know what? It was probably mine, too. Yeah. And I told her the same thing. It's like, you know, that was a good day for me, too. Probably yeah. one of my best. No, it was my favorite. Wow. Yeah. That says a lot. Don't tell anybody. No, we won't. Listeners, <laughs> you heard that. That's Sean's secret. <laughs> but yeah, that was a hot Come prepared. Hot pictures. Come prepared and tell it. Be honest. Yeah. Talk about it. I want to do this. Okay, this is how we're going to make that happen. And then that gave me the opportunity to create this scene in a safe way so I felt comfortable. They didn't need to know all the details of what I was doing to make sure that it was happening safely. 
they just knew that they could trust me because we talked about it. I'm going to take, we're going to go the, do this, but we're only going to take it so far, and he knows how far to take it, and he's going to take care of me. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. All right, so number 17. It's not as spontaneous as Hollywood movies or porn make it out to be. That's what we just said. Well, <laughs> right? well, damn. No, I'm saying, that's what we are just saying. We talked about it. It's not spontaneous. No. We, we planned this out. It was a great scene. Yes. The things we did in the dungeon that day would not have happened spontaneously. They Correct. wouldn't have. Because I wouldn't have known if it was okay. She wouldn't have been able to ask for what she wanted. And maybe we had a good time, but what happened in the dungeon would not have happened. Well, let me tell you, I don't know about you, and yes, and all of that, that's totally true. But I did <laughs> I did sleep with one of my neighbors one time, and he went back to another neighbor and said, she fucks like a porn star, so I rocked his world. I'm not saying you can't have a great time. I'm saying it's better. <laughs> you can have an even better time. Spontaneous is fun, and it's great. Yes. I'm not knocking it. Yes. Still go to the bar and fuck a stranger. It's great. I, I think the goal is to always try to be a porn star when you have sex. Yes. What's the point? If, if it's going to be boring, why are you doing it? Absolutely. Number 18. <laughs> this continuation. There's actually a pre-negotiation period where the partners discuss what they like, what they don't like, and what is they will absolutely not tolerate. Okay. So they're going to talk about limits. Okay. So we talked this through. Yeah. We know. So number 19, we're jumping, man. We're jumping. We're aftercare. Hopping. Then comes right. aftercare, debriefing period that happens once the scene ends. So we talk about aftercare a lot and how some people like it, some people don't. We never talked about debriefing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never that. called it that before, but I do it. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> let's debrief. Let's 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 take some time after the scene. I don't do it right away. We're gonna discuss things. But you know, a week later, hey, what did you think about the scene? What did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to do next time? <laughs> like we're working a business deal. <laughs> right. We're buying property, John. I, <laughs> I debrief. like fucking you. Let's make it better. <laughs> let's let's try again. Let's add this. I don't like that so much. Cool. I didn't like it either. <laughs> You know, they don't they don't identify this by gender, but it says people are extremely vulnerable during aftercare. Well, you know, I say this and I say it in a very true fact of to what I've dealt with over the years, and that is I feel like women always need aftercare. I don't think I've ever done a scene with a man, you know, where they really feel vulnerable so much as they do just exhausted and maybe I think vulnerable I think vulnerable I think you know weak and you know they want to know that what they just did didn't make you was okay yeah yeah I mean men they just like to talk yeah they do (laughs) they just get chatty yeah it's like shut up and usually (laughs) their mind is kind of blown yeah. Because they're kind of like surprised, like, did that just happen? Like, whoa. Yeah. So I, I really... It's like an endorphin rush. Yeah. But I think women in general, I think women in that scene before and after, I think they need to be 
babied and nurtured and cared for. And told, I still care about you. Absolutely. What just happened doesn't diminish how I feel about you. And I don't mean to say that, you know, that's that's just been my experience. They just want to be held. They want to be cuddled a that's little. That's it. Because most men that I deal with, they're like, okay, I'm done. That's, that's and you know great. What? You know what? I'm happy. Right? To cuddle a naked girl. I'm sure you are. I will sit there Grow and touch. For a little bit. I will still touch you afterward. <laughs> put your boobie right here. I'll hold it. <laughs> put your little naked butt on my lap. It's okay. It says it can be a strong bonding experience between partners. Yeah, it can. It can be, can it? Yeah. I like to give cuddles. I don't need to be cuddled, but I like to give cuddles. I will say that, you know, my sweet little partner. Like, you're right. I like to grow up naked women. Yes, you do. Yes, he really does. <laughs> I do. I do it a lot. And, you know, I really hooked you up. That's why I like up. the photo shoot. I was going to say, I hooked you up with this last photo shoot because I said, hey, um, do you mind if John grabs your titty? And she's like, oh, no, absolutely. And you go for it. I mean, I've done several photo yeah. shoots and they're like, like, can I touch? And like, yeah. I was like, great. And they were like, We may not have had it. sex, but I got to grow up a lot of girls. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta rub on some booties. But, um, anywho. <laughs> fix some stockings. Can I touch your thigh right up there? Sure. <laughs> Just need to fix that stocking for you that I messed up on purpose. <laughs> so, anywho, do you feel vulnerable if you feel like you bottom for a scene? Do you ever feel like you feel vulnerable? No, I'm just like, okay, that felt great. Where are my pants? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I usually get from men. I really do. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah. Okay. Number 21. There's so many different types of whips. Yeah, we talked about that. When did we talk about that? Earlier, John? when I said a flogger. A whip <gasps> could be a flogger. Yeah. Single tail whip. Yeah, cat and nine tails. Yes. And whips are just so pretty. Like, they have this picture here in this... It's all black. He's wearing black. It's It looks like almost like a snake. Right. And the tip of it looks like a flogger. Yeah. Almost. It's not a single. It's, it's yeah, it's just, not a single tail. No. It's sexy. It's nice, though. It's long like a single tail, but yeah. it has the end like a flogger. I like it. Yeah. And it's not something that you're going to just snap it like you're my slave and I'm going to, you're being punished. True. It looks like something that if he uses it the way it's supposed to. It'll feel good. True. And, you know, at this next event, She Shed Supplies is actually coming as a vendor, and they're going to be bringing their whips and paddles. You know, maybe they could do a demo. I'm sure sure he knows how to wield one of those things. Oh, yeah, definitely. It would be interesting. Usually when I get my little single tail whips, I pop them a couple times, make a lot of noise, scare them a little. Yeah, you do, and, <laughs> and then I guess then I, then I go get one of the little the little whips like what he's got with the flogger end on it. Yeah, and hit them kind of softly. They just it scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it does. It's intimidating <laughs> to hear. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh god, and then you then you hit them real light, <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? I like the mind fuck. I like I, that. I think number twenty two kind of correlates with what you're talking about. Yeah. There are definitely some places you don't want to use the whip. We talk about this a lot, especially when we're training new We dogs. do. Be careful. Know what you're doing. Don't yes. hit them in the kidneys. Don't hit them in the kidneys. The back is great. The kidneys, yeah. not so much. No. The pussy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Face, no. But don't make it bleed if you want them to come back. 
Unless they ask you to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, 23. Well, done. Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you want it to bring it up in your current relationship, absolutely do it. There are plenty of stories out there of people who were too nervous to bring it up and then found out that their partner had the same fantasy. And that's why you watched the movie Fifty Shades of Grey. Exactly. So you can talk about it. Exactly. How many how many episodes have we had with people that couldn't bring it up and it, they could and now the new relationship has started that way and everything's great. You know, how many times have I had men come to me and talk to me and say, you know, I really want to tell my wife this, but I'm so afraid. Yeah. You know, it's like they're so afraid to be judged. They're so afraid they're that afraid they're gonna lose the relationship. Yeah, it's sad. I hate that. I hate that for people. I really do. But they're not happy in the relationship anyway because they're not that portion of themselves isn't being fulfilled. You know, but I'm telling you, I think so many men get caught up in the idea of all these other things that their their wives do that they really love about them. Oh, of course. Of course, right? But there's just that one part that they don't like, you know? And that's why I'm a fan of polyamory. I'm sure you are. But I think <laughs> that, and because I get to have Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this thunder, The BDSM right? gods said shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop telling everybody your secrets. But you know, I think like I said, I think like you and Angel were all about polyamory because you both have been married, you've gone through your divorces, and you're probably at this point where you're like, I'm really ready to explore, you know, having other people. And having other women fulfill my needs and desires. Yeah. You know? And it's difficult to find someone that's going to fulfill everything. Everything. Yeah. You've said that. And it's also difficult to to pretend like you're never going to be attracted to anyone else. Your partner's never going to be attracted to anyone else. Yeah. And all your needs are going to be met. It's easier just to be honest and say, you know, this is what I like. This is what I want. And just be upfront about it. And we've, I've found, been able to find people that feel the same way. <clears throat> and it works. You know, um, we did an episode with Michael and Brandy mm-hmm. months ago. And it was, it was Honey and I that did the interview. Mm-hmm. But that's what they say. They say, you know, there's, there's times where I know my spouse and I love her and only her the way I do. Right. But he says, I might find somebody that I love... And I might not be completely in love, or I might find a different love about them. Right. But everybody holds that special part of, you know, the relationship of what they value in one another. So, you know, maybe polyamory is for certain people. For some people. Not for, for some everyone. people, yeah. You know. I think of it the way I think about my kids. I love all my children. Yeah. I don't love one more than the other. Certainly. But I have a different kind of love for each one. Sure. It doesn't diminish from what I have with the others. Absolutely. And, you know, I have six kids. Yeah. Having six kids isn't, to me, doesn't take away anything if I only had one child and gave all that love to that one child. Sure. To me, for me, it's more fulfilling because I get to have more relationships. Yeah. Is it more difficult? Yeah, of course it is. But it's more fulfilling as well. Yeah. But it's not for everybody. So, I know we kind of jumped into Polly, but the the true statement was, 
if you want it to bring it up in your current relationship, absolutely do it. And that's the thing too, you know, when a lot of people are getting involved that are, you know, in their 20s, 30s, at the very beginning of a relationship, a lot of people are afraid to tell their partners, you know, and I go back to cross-dressing or, you know, something. Because right. you know. they're afraid they'll be alone. Yeah. And I said, no, trust me, there's women that'll be accepting of that. Right. And they'll embrace it. Well, I've been there too. I've been married three times because I was afraid of being alone. Yeah. It's a real fear. It is a real fear. And loneliness is a very intense feeling. Yeah. So a lot of times we'll change who we are, we'll hide who we are, just so we're not alone. Yeah. And you look at somebody like Rick. I mean, Rick was really moved by your episode, and it prompted him to finally talk to his wife and confront, you know, his situation and his marriage. And he'd been married for 20 years. Yeah. But he finally said, you know, this is really what I want. Do you want to fulfill it? You know, and I don't think you really do. And what did he do? He's now moved out. I'm sure he's filing for divorce. And he's we with someone that did. With a new woman. And we'll be seeing him at the event and meeting his new girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. And here's the thing. And it's the point that I had to come to. And it's the realization everybody needs to come to. You're already alone. Like, yeah. If you're not happy in a relationship, yes. And you're not being fulfilled, you're already alone. Yeah. I was. I was single for three years. I was already alone. So why am I afraid of being alone? I already am. So I might as well go find the people that I want to be with. Yeah. So that I don't. It's not about being alone anymore. It's about being happy. Very true. Very true. So number twenty-four. There's an immensely helpful list of kink-aware professionals so you can find a doctor or therapist who uniquely understands your lifestyle. And you know why? Because it's not unusual. Very true. Things we do in this community are not unusual. Thousands and millions of people do them. Everyone does them on one level or another. We talk a lot about vanilla. Vanilla people have kinks too. There's a spectrum from from no sex at all, and that can even be a kink, to wild orgies every day of your life. I don't know who's doing that, but it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Let's do an interview. <laughs> but everyone has their, their set of things that they enjoy. No one, there is no normal. This has been around since humans have been around. It's always been absolutely here. so to think that it's something abnormal is just ridiculous, and that's that's why we do the podcast is just to talk about it, and let people know that you're not alone. You know, in this in this um, article, I pushed on the actual uh, highlighted you know kink aware professionals directory, and it doesn't come up. So we actually need to find that that directory link and post it. Yeah, we can do that. <clears throat> but I will say that I've had, you know, different people come to me and, you know, they've had problems in their marriage and they're in the kink community. And I said, well, you know, I have a great attorney <laughs> and he's very kink friendly. I said, you just tell him that spank you very much, you know, gave you the referral. <laughs> inside joke so you know it's a win-win it's funny 
So what it, the link takes you to the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. Yes, it does. The page that it took you to is gone, but it yes. does take you to that website. Yes, correct. Which is a great website. It is, absolutely. Because they do a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, so let's just jump into the last one. What do you think? Basically, BDSM is way different than most people expect. Yeah, it really is. So we tell a lot of stories about weird shit that we do, but the truth is most of it isn't that extreme. No. And it's just as much fun as the people that do like the extreme stuff. A lot of times extreme stuff, I don't like a lot of that extreme stuff. You don't like a lot of the extreme. There's, there's things that go people do that go well beyond what you're willing to do, well beyond what I'm willing to do, but they enjoy it nothing wrong with that so sensual play feathers blowing on the skin all of that it's all included so whatever it is that you like embrace it enjoy it and live your life to the fullest and fulfill your fantasies absolutely whatever they are wow some people might want to be the milkman. <laughs> or the milkmaid. Right? Listen, <laughs> I have my kindergarten book from when I was in kindergarten, and it says, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it said, the milkman. And here I am, going around, spreading my milk to anyone <laughs> who wants it. <laughs> Sweet I became Jesus. the milkman. Yes. And the mailman. And the dungeon master. <laughs> Ladies, ladies, let's not forget what's important. <laughs> I'll be whatever you want me to be. <laughs> wow. So. <laughs> wow, we made it through the list. Wow. BDSM. Who knew? You did. I did. I did. Thanks to Vanilla Ice, when I was 13, I finally <laughs> had that epiphany of what I truly wanted. Um... Yeah, love you, Rob. Okay, so... <laughs> we should interview him. We need to really interview him. It. Yeah, he's a sexy motherfucker. Yeah, maybe we know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to watch you drooling. Um, anywho, do we have anything else to say? Because I think we've covered so much. We've covered yeah, so much tonight. It's been a big episode. It has been a very big episode. I mean, it's talked about consent, rules. It's talked about safe words, you know, protocol, a lot of the, the technicalities, you know, of conversing yeah. about a scene and a lot of the, um, the definitions and terminologies used by the community. Right. A lot of the not sexy stuff. The not sexy stuff. That's, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Because you need that part to get to the <clears throat> sexy stuff. Absolutely. You do. And um, it's almost as if we need a book, you know, BDSM for Dummies, because, you know, <laughs> we can all be a little dumb sometimes, and we get a little horny, and then we just get, you know... Listen, some people, that might be a kink of theirs. Which part? Pretend to be dumb. Yeah. I play dumb all the time. <laughs> I play dumb at work, and like, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so I don't have to. 
<laughs> so I went to John's work, what, two weeks ago? Oh, and, yeah, you And did. handed him a condom because... In front of everyone. In front of everybody. It was great. She just and, showed up and said, here. <laughs> <laughs> he says, really? At work? But it was funny. It the, was funny. The condom wrapper said something to the effect of... I, I can't remember. It was um, something like, cover your... <laughs> Cover your willy or something. Be don't be silly. Cover your willy. It was right. it was cute. He just handed me and said something like, "Here, be safe. <laughs> <laughs> be safe at work." <laughs> I was like, "Well, damn." Well, damn. I don't know how many offers I'm going to get now. <laughs> well, you got to come, and they tell you be safe. Let's go be safe. <laughs> Considering you're in management, I don't think that'd be a good idea. Not a good idea. <laughs> I still have it. It's in my cabinet. It's fun. It was too small anyway. It was the wrong size. Oh, it wasn't pine. Um, no. I was getting ready to say traffic pine cone. It wasn't traffic cone size. No. Traffic cone worthy. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying pine cone worthy. <laughs> it's not pine needle size. It's too big. It's the wrong size. I need a little one. <laughs> You know, that should be a discussion we'll have to talk about. <laughs> it's condoms. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Lord. All right. I think they've heard enough of us for one night. I think so, too. Uh, listeners, thank you so much. Um, keep the emails coming. We really appreciate your your devotion and, and listening to how ridiculous we can be sometimes and our senseless silliness. But um, it's been great. Any final words, John? have fun being nasty and freaky and normal as fuck. Absolutely. Until then, make your fantasies a reality.